Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Paper Girls. My name's Dan, and I was once an audience member at a taping of the Jerry Springer Show and appeared on TV for arguing with a guest. My name is Jeff, and I was once in a band with Dan where my persona was a superhero named Red Rocket. After a show one night, I signed an autograph for a child where I drew a rocket ship and not a red rocket, which was the joke. My name is Jimmy. I just spent $150 into making my GameCube appear, instead of 360p, into 480p. (laughs) Wow. Is that even a noticeable difference? No. I didn't even know 360p was uh, a thing. <laughs> was a thing it's mostly to, uh, to plug it in through HDMI, which oh, makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. Oh. What's the aspect ratio? Four by three. Oh, I was wondering if it would convert. Sometimes it, it, it will. It depends on the game for GameCube games, um, but there are settings that you can go into because a little inside baseball, the first generation GameCube had a, a I think it was a DVI output, which... Uh, we didn't really have in America, <laughs> but it was mostly in Japan. Yeah. But the actual cable to that came with it, since we didn't have that much in America, there were like thousands of dollars. Oh. So I'm actually saving a lot of money by getting a- Yeah, saving a, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> just spending $150 <laughs> off of a console yeah. that I've had for 15 years. That's smart. That's a really smart decision. Thank you. Keep investing money into a dead medium. I will. Dude, I have to say, these last two episodes, Dan and I have been on the same- wavelength because i specifically use my elvish presley fact because he used his last time yeah and this time he uses one where he was on a talk show and the only uncrossed one on this page that i have i'm just going to read it now i'm not going to use it again <laughs> uh-oh in 2001 my legs were in the background of a montel williams show episode whoa i almost used that but then i switched to the <laughs> elvish presley one because you had our brains are synced dude we are podcast bros forever blow it up nice uh, we don't currently have any podcast reviews. We should so probably give a uh, shout out to uh, the Internet's Busiest Music Nerd for retweeting our uh, Bob Dylan episode. Though. Oh, yeah. So shout out to Anthony Fantano. Thank you very much for sending out a tweet, retweeting one of our mentions of the aforementioned Bob Dylan episode. Thanks, Melon. Yeah. Uh, we did get a tweet from a friend of ours who happens to be a listener at Brett Bukowski on Twitter said so many great lines in the Bob Dylan episode quote we're going in blind we're bird boxing it end quote how did nobody laugh at that casual comment and the funny thing is I don't even remember that when he pointed <laughs> I it out either. I don't know where that happened <laughs> I said it apparently Jeff it. said it. <laughs> it was eight episodes ago we record quite far ahead of schedule yeah so make sure you send us an email or a tweet or a review and we'll read it right here in the episode in like eight episodes yeah <laughs> This is the part of the episode where we 
talk ourselves into things, or we tell you that we're talking ourselves into things, mm-hmm. or we tell you that we're about to talk ourselves Ooh, into things. right, like the olives. Yeah. I still haven't tried any. I'm waiting to hear feedback. I, I had some olives, Good luck, I didn't bro. go crazy Good on luck. olives. Dan, what are you talking yourself into this week? So I'm talking myself into accepting my own viewing limitations. Oh. Okay. oh and yeah. what I mean by that is my DVR is getting quite full <laughs> of a lot of things that I am probably never going to get around to watching. It happens. I experienced this about eight years ago. And I've got a large Netflix list of things that I yes. don't know when I'm going to get to watching. So this week, I took some time to weed through. I started with the DVR. It's very painful for me. I'm a completionist. I'm a collector by nature. I had to go in and delete some things that I didn't watch and end some series passes to things that I, I just don't have time right, to watch. We, so we need some examples. What yeah, are some what's, things what's that your you pull list? You're yeah. going to be happy because I decided that the things that have the greatest effect on my life that I get the most enjoyment from okay. are more, quote unquote, prestige TV type things. Mm-hmm. So prestige dramas, great science fiction, wonderful comedies. What I decided to weed out was a lot of reality TV. Great. This is so good heartwarming. News. So Project Runway, no more. Oh, uh, Project Go Away. Yes, I like it. Um, what else did I get rid of? I don't have a list in front of me, but. What about Barefoot Contessa? Did she make the Gone. Cut? Barefoot Contessa oh. is gone. That's from like the first episode. Yeah. Uh, Rip, Ripperoonie. I still, I still. More might... like out of a garden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, worst cooks in America, Vamoose. Oh, you watch that? Yeah, it's that's pretty so bad. bad. It's uh, like it's just like background noise. Now, some of them I did keep. I have to admit, Top Chef, staying. I love okay. me some Top Chef. Yeah, that's All a right. good, that's a good program. But yeah, I just have to be honest with myself and say. I have things that I actually care about that I'm not seeing because of dumb things. Right. It's not even like you're cutting this stuff out so you could like go hiking. You just want to watch yeah, other shows. Exactly. I get that. It's so, yeah. winter here in New England. There's not a lot to do outside. Just stay in with some hot tea yeah. and watch some good television programs. And I'm working on it, Jeff. We're in the, the golden age of TV right now. It's true. We're, we're beyond that, though, because now it's gone so far that there's so much good stuff that it's yeah, actually it's bad. I get, I have so much FOMO about TV. Most people have fear of missing out of like fun things in their life, like parties. And like you said, hiking my nephew's birth. Yeah. I hear on a podcast about outlander and how great it is or the magicians or any other show. And I'm like, damn it. I'm never going to see that. But nobody can see everything. No, you just see a large portion. Other people see other large portions. Sometimes your Venn diagrams meet. And the problem is I happen to enjoy listening to people talk about media. So then I'm just going to be exposed to things. It's not like I'm living in a bubble where I don't even know about these things. I have to, I'm forced to hear about them day after day. All the things that I can't accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you word it. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. So, Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? I am talking myself into photography. Oh, okay. Getting... This is a common theme with you. Yeah. Like so, I'm uh, going more and more into it. Like I said a few episodes ago, I got a new camera and uh, just making the effort to go out and take some more pictures. I've been, I've been really liking some big landscapes, some nice wide shots. You know, originally when I first got into photography, I always wanted to get into like the little details of things. But I'm starting to get into more wide-angle stuff. So, like, 
big landscapes i've been getting really into okay. i just i just posted a nice picture on instagram i encourage you both to like it um <laughs> I'll go search for it and like it. You bet. After this, I love how we're speaking to an audience of indeterminable size, and yeah, he's like, "I encourage you both to like it." There's no chance any of the listeners will like it. He meant the co-hosts and the audience both. Sure. Sure. Thanks for. You're welcome. I got you. Uh, uh, so yeah, I always I always like to go into like the little details of things. I'm getting really more into like wide angle landscape stuff. So I like the trend here. I feel that if you edited out all Jimmy's talking himself into and put them together, it would tell story. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so does, next week, yeah. are you going to be talking yourselves into developing pictures? Oh, uh, you know, no, it'll be a video and then game thing. Framing pictures. And then two weeks, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've never gotten into actual film. I I, I wanted to do that, like doing like the. You truly and stuff. are a 21st century digital boy. <laughs> I want to do it, Jeff. What are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into using Venmo because oh, let's yeah. face it, it's 2019 and I'm an adult and I'm not a technophobe. I love technology. Bring I it love on, technology. Bring on everything that makes my life easier. Or just more fun. I love it. Yeah. But the Venmo thing is, it's a few things, or any kind of cash sharing app. I don't. It doesn't have to be Venmo. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like the Band-Aid of these. It's just a name that people use. Mm-hmm. But like, at work, we'll be out and someone will be like, oh, I'll get your lunch. And I'm like, cool, I'll get you next time. And they're like, oh, you could just Venmo, Venmo. me. And I'm like, yeah. I don't have it. But... Or just like, can I give you cash? And they're like, no, just Venmo. And I'm like, but I just, let me just buy you the identical lunch we're going to get another time because there's like several places that we always go to. And the other day, Dan bought my movie ticket. I had cash in my wallet for like three weeks and I forgot to give it to him every time. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then if I don't have cash, I have to go to an ATM. mm -hmm. And then if it's like a different bank and they only have 20s, I got to break it. And it's just, it's just a hassle and I need to just do it. It's just an app. All I have to do is download the app. I have finance apps on my phone. I have it for my credit card. I have it for my loans. I have it for my bank account. I have it all there. It's Take all Take a breath. I have PayPal too, Dan. <laughs> I have PayPal. Uh, I encourage you to do so because that exact situation with the movie tickets arose with Jimmy and I and also a friend of <laughs> our Adams. And within 30 seconds, they Apple paid it to me. Now, you're not an Apple guy. You have your feelings about that. But Apple Pay is very convenient. It's sent right through a text message. Mm-hmm. No need to launch an app. Um, one thing I will say, I don't know a ton about Venmo because, like I said, I use Apple Pay. But from what I heard... It's like a social media. Exactly. I like it. But oh, I don't other like people now. are exposed to your transactions. So literally, one time my sister said, Jimmy Venmo's a lot. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I can see that he's constantly Venmoing money to his friends. And I'm like, you shouldn't be seeing that. <laughs> but I also don't care. Like when the Edward Snowden broke a thing broke a few years ago, everybody's like, oh, the government's watching us. Yes, I've lived my life assuming that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not hiring hitmen. I have nothing to hide. If you want to see my search terms and what I'm fapping to, I don't care. It's the same thing other people are. Yeah, I agree with you. But do you... You may not care what the government thinks, but what happens when your wife is like, Jeff, why are you paying Dan more money for food and movies? We have the same bank account. She sees every transaction anyway. Well, I that's don't just care. an example. Do you want my sister commenting on what you spend money on? I don't care what she <laughs> thinks I spend money on. She doesn't know now. She can make her assumptions, and even if she knew. What I'm saying is get an iPhone the so you point can is, get Apple the Pay. The point is I could get Samsung Pay on my Droid. I just don't. <laughs> I just want an app where I could transfer cash easily so that 
life will just be easier. I still think if a, a coworker buys me lunch, I'm gonna I should buy him the identical lunch because we get the same thing on repeat in cycles. 2019, bro. That's my whole point. I gotta talk myself into it. You're getting real hot on this. Well, I don't know about this Venmo thing, but I gotta I gotta do something we're, about my We're life. all in agreement. I like Venmo. <sighs> So back in the day, Danny and Jeff had a little podcast where they talked about comic books. That's true. And they, in turn, had talked me into comic books a little bit more. Well, with your dad as well. Yeah, my dad helped as well. Um, But you guys got me into more mainstream comics uh, because my dad wasn't really collecting at the time. He was like a superhero dude from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That was his whole thing. I bought comics from him. Yeah. Um, so you guys were getting more, me more into mainstream comics from then you got me into a series by Mr. Brian K. Vaughn, uh, co-created with Fiona Staples called Saga. Yeah. Great. Which is a phenomenal comic. One of my favorites of all time. We can't do an episode on Saga because we're all talked into Saga. Yeah, we love it. It's really good. Uh, I do encourage you both to continue. Are are you still reading? I, I'm buying, but I'm behind. Yeah, but same. I, but I think that we should just have an episode where we're not talking each other until we're trying Let's to talk. Let's do a saga episode. It. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So subsequently, Brian K. Vaughn has worked onto other projects, and there is one book that was getting a little bit of buzz. Um, it is called Paper Girls, which I believe Cliff Chang is the artist of. And it's from 2015, 2016, around then. Jeff, can you bring up the uh, Wikipedia page? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a little bit more helpful. Instead of a useless spreadsheet, which chronicles the, <laughs> the number of episodes we've recorded. Yeah. So um, I was at, I don't remember if I was at a Comic-Con or I was just strolling the store, but I came across Paper Girls. I knew it was getting some positive feedback. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to pick it up. And it's a nice five, five issuer. And it was uh, only 10 bucks. It's like, hey, two bucks per issue. That's not too bad. Written by the esteemed Brian K. Vonnegut. (laughs) That's a joke. That's an inside Inside joke. joke. (laughs) Friend of ours uh, was was somehow combining Brian K. Vaughn and Kurt Vonnegut into one person. (laughs) Aren't they the same? (laughs) Um, So basically, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia page because I'm not too familiar with it. I read it a while ago. Yeah, um, the Wikipedia page is like Wikipedia, but it was written by Rick. Yeah, <laughs> did I say that? You're yes. only allowed to edit it if your name is Richard <laughs> or some variation thereof. So the uh, synopsis says Aaron Tang, a new resident of Stony Stream, is a recently hired paper delivery girl. While delivering newspapers in the early hours of the morning of November first, nineteen eighty-eight, Aaron meets Mac, KJ, and Tiffany, a group of friends and fellow paper girls, who invite Aaron to join them. Um, so. Obviously, that sounds pretty. Uh, it's basically the uh, prologue into that. Um, basically, it it dives in. It dives into. Oh my god, this is a tough this, one. This is hard. Words are hard. <laughs> they are. I'm sorry. He has so many Japanese characters on his clothing. He's starting to. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. It's hard. Um, so basically, this this goes more into like time travely science fiction oh. type of thing. This came from, um, I believe, the the hype of Stranger Things era of the the eighties, um, and hmm. some this science says, fiction. This says October twenty fifteen. Oh, Stranger this may Things even come out. Does it? This may predate. 
I'm not sure. I don't think they have any connection, but I would. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into what Jeff and I, our exposure is. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is that uh, Jimmy actually purchased um, volume one of Paper Girls for me as a Christmas gift. Yes. I haven't gotten around to reading it yet, but I've been wanting to. So when he was trying to think of topics that he could talk us into, I was like, throw out Paper Girls. It'll give me a good excuse to read it. Yeah. So what I've heard about it, besides from Jimmy, who recommended it, is um, I listened to uh, A Storm of Spoilers and a couple other podcasts that star, not star, that are hosted by Mm -hmm. one of my favorite writers from Vanity Fair. Her name is Joanna Robinson. I'm a huge fan of her opinions, writing, and podcasting. And she brought up Paper Girls as one of her favorite written forms of media on the subject of time travel. And I really liked what she had to say about it. She sort of said that her and her colleagues have come up with a subgenre that she calls kids on bikes, which mm-hmm. I'm fully in on. So yeah. that's a great subgenre. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> yeah. like, it goes into all those Amblin, like E.T. movies. Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah. Stand By Me, it, Stranger Things. It, oh, exactly. there's a yeah. dope movie on Netflix about kids on bikes in the 80s. I got to find out for yeah, you. Yeah. So shout so out to good. Joanna Robinson for coining the term, to my knowledge, kids <laughs> on bikes. That's pretty good. And she says that this is a great kids on bike story. Which for sure. happens to be female led and they're paper girls and there's time travel involved. So I'm fully oh. into this. Yeah, Jeff. What's your exposure uh, to Paper Girls comics in general? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Not comics how in general. Are we going? How, how far are you going? Yeah. Jimmy, About thirty up to you. years. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like it. Um, well, I'll That's just referencing I'll, a trailer. I'll by the go, way, <laughs> I'll just go back as far as Brian K. Vaughn. Like Jimmy said, um, I love Saga. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of his work with Marvel. Have like, you read Why the Last Man? Uh, no, I. That's a series that I've always wanted to finish. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did read the first trade or two. He's, I mean, he's read a lot of stuff. I read, he, he's popular for Runaways, which is now in its second season on Hulu. Um, but I've read Runaways. It's dope. Um, I'm sure this will be coming out on a TV series or movie. Probably. Because Why the Last Man is as well. Um, so Paper Girls, I literally don't know anything about. About four years ago when our comic podcast of four years came to an end, I kind of cut comics out of my life for monetary reasons it's an expensive Mm -hmm. hobby to be in and it's time consuming to keep up with it is so i only buy a few titles and i'm still i still haven't read them but i'm I'm buying like a few titles consistently maybe like three at most um but i'm not in the the comic world right now it's Mm -hmm. not even on twitter i'm recently back into twitter i haven't i'm just out of it i don't know anything that's going on yeah me um and then so so i don't know anything about this This is i i didn't know it was about time travel until just right now so i'm very excited yeah I was considering getting back into comics. I kind of got out of it at the same time as you. And then all this comic skate stuff went down that just turned me off. I do not want to be involved with I that. I don't even know what it is. I know the term, but I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, it's just angry man babies trying oh, to keep. Yeah. Uh, that's that's everywhere now. It's Trump's yeah. America, baby. So Make America guys again. But I'm very hopeful that paper, paper girls, paper girls, <laughs> that paper girls will be fighting against that and uh, bringing some inclusivity to comic books. And I'm excited to start it. Yeah, I'm excited to reread it because uh, I definitely want to keep on going on with it. And I believe, not sure if it was announced recently, but um, I believe the final arc of the entire series is coming soon. By okay. the time this comes out, it's probably so. It's started. not a huge investment because uh, I mean, right now Wikipedia says it's October 2015 to present with 26 issues. But if we're looking at like 35 mm-hmm. issues, that's that's not a that's huge not too investment. bad. No. Yeah. So, Jimmy, um, which of these do you want us to read? 
Uh, I'm going to have you read the first trade. Um, it is issues one through five. And um, yeah, I, I, it should be a short read. Uh, I think I read it in a day. Um, so hopefully, if you guys like it, maybe you'll be reading uh, volume two or volume three. And Yeah, so Paper Girls is released by Image Comics. Yep. And it's available on Comixology, as well as support your local comic shop. That's exactly what I was about to say. We like to go to Richie's Comic Cabana. When we get comics in Waterbury, Connecticut. Yes, we do. I still buy comics from him. Or I have a big stack. He messaged me, but like my leg is messed <laughs> really? up and I couldn't get there and I feel really bad. <laughs> so so if you're listening to, to this, Eric. if you're listening to this in May and <laughs> I still haven't picked up my comics, assume I'm dead. How's it going, Eric? I haven't seen you in like 10 years, but what's going on? And I don't know if he listens to this, but support your local comic shop. Find a comic shop near you. Go buy Paper Girls or check it out on Comixology. And when we come back... We're going to find out if Jimmy, who once was the student, has now become the master and has talked Jeff and I into Paper Girls. Wow. Stay tuned to find out. We read Paper Girls, guys. Do you like it? That was so comfortable and smooth. <laughs> Let's say yes or no and then end the episode. Uh, yeah, so since we last talk, talked, Jeff and I read five issues of Paper Girls from Image Comics. Yeah. We did. Uh, so did I. And um, so I reread it. Uh, I read it pretty quickly. Um, so did I. I. One sitting. I paced myself. I, I had a couple problems with it personally, but Jimmy, we'll, you're supposed to be talking. I us know, into but it. um, so this was. <laughs> I don't think I finished it the first time I read it. So uh, the the twist at the end it was actually like new for me. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool actually. Ooh. Um, so um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to it as we go along. So uh, fellas, you want to dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. So spoilers for the first five issues of Paper Girls because there are yeah. some little twists yeah, and yeah. turns in here. Uh, one thing I wanted to resolve in the previous part of this episode, we were talking about the comparisons to Stranger Things. Mm. This does predate Stranger Things oh, okay. by like a year, I think. Right? Issue one came out in October 2015. Stranger mm-hmm. Things came out in July 2016. Yep. So yeah, um, what'd you think of issue one, Jeff? Uh, issue one, I think was it was pretty strong. Uh, it introduced all the characters whose names I did not write down. Or yeah. Aaron was the main character. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's all you need to know, I think. <clears throat> the 80s vibe felt a little forced, but just like everything mm. that takes place in the past, like yeah. even Captain Marvel saw it. There, she landed in the blockbuster. Yeah. This one had the Radio Shack thing. So I it thought was just it was, a little. I thought it was at its worst in this issue. I think as it went on, it got less apparent. Uh, yeah, but, but I think it has its purpose because, as we talked about before, there is time travel kind yeah, of thing. There in is, here. and you, so it needs yeah. to take place in 1988 yeah. for yeah. this to work. So I understand. Drive and you it need, in. You need to. Set, they had some subtle things in the background. It's November 1st, 1988. There's some mm-hmm. uh, Bush for president placards in the yard. Yeah. Same thing in Stranger Things. You see the yeah. Reagan ones because it takes place four years before. Yeah. So yeah, it's not really plot related. It's more just scene setting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you need it because there is time travel. Um, I thought that. I thought that some of the use of words uh, Brian K. Vaughn uh, decided to put in here were brave because like the uh, the derogatory F word that was dropped in there was. uh, So you're talking about the introduction of McKenzie, basically. Yeah, but I think that it would have been really easy for him to not do that because Mm. 
I don't know his personal politics, but a lot of creative types lean more liberal and yeah. more open-minded and progressive. But I think this is good because kids that age in that time mm-hmm. said words like that often. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's also not saying they all did. It, right. Yeah, yeah. He's and, clear and to it point up. out. I exactly. think he did it purposefully. Yeah. He wanted it to be jarring when yeah. Mackenzie said that. And, and then Aaron right after that was like, I don't think we're supposed to say that. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's not a perfect character. She's the de facto. That's why I liked it. She's yeah. the de facto leader. She's tough and brave, but she's also flawed and closed minded. Yeah, she's smoking a cigarette on the cover, but we all knew kids yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I want to back we it up a little bit. Like that. Um, I really like the dream sequence that it started off with. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Saga a little bit. I was exactly. Like, oh, I was like, oh, there's there's our boy, Brian K. Vaughn. There was enough weird imagery to be trippy and, mm-hmm. you know, strange and far out there, mm-hmm. but there was enough coherence and cohesion um that you could get the symbol symbolism that you know the an anxiety that she was feeling and things like that are coming through mm-hmm. i thought that was a the fun little opener to the series and i also noticed noticed right away between the covers and the interior artwork that oh yeah i really like cliff chang's artwork i think it fits brian vaughn's writing style it's punchy and bright mm-hmm. um the colors are super saturated i love the the purple yeah, just the use of purple, the skies, and whatnot. well, that that kind of sets the late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. tone in here. I agree. Um, it's so graphic, though. It does remind me a lot of Fiona Staples' artwork in Saga. Mm-hmm. Hers is very like color blocked and vivid and things like that too. Yeah, Toby is my dog is literally putting his foot on my computer, so I don't know if we're gonna <laughs> run into technical issues. Yeah, we're fine. Um, and then there's that beautiful double splash page of Aaron starting her paper route while it's still dark and that's that mm-hmm. purple and everything yeah yeah i like that because it's it starts in twilight yeah and, and you, i thought you really was... get the mood uh the colorist does a great job i'll pull up the name real quick it really um is a nice introduction to the series and sort of harkens back to those moments from like like we talked about the kids on bikes things like mm-hmm. the amblin movies like yeah they didn't start this with with the exterior characters. Mm-hmm. This it started very down to earth and grounded with Aaron starting her paper route. Yeah, I thought that was really uh, well colors handled. done by Matt Wilson. Since oh, we were okay. talking about colors, and I'm not familiar with his work, but I like it. Yeah, um, I like the introduction of Mac. We talked about um, how jarring it was hearing her speak in homophobic slurs, but yeah, she's sort of a local legend. And Aaron already knows her by reputation that she's the first paper first girl. First paper girl, yep. But Mackenzie's not... She takes a leadership role, but she's not um, overbearing about it. No. She's not, like, leading with an iron will. She quickly defers to Tiffany and has that great line about her being the first um, altar girl saying that Tiffany is like the Amelia Earhart of crap that doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's like good. you. You're like a... You know everything about everything that doesn't matter. We've always said that about you. Yeah, that's you know, true. You know all this you know stuff, but facts. you don't need to, and it doesn't benefit anybody yeah. ever. Well, and this, she—he's not talking about her knowledge. He's talking about religion. Yeah, <laughs> or the fact that she was the first girl of anything. Obviously, that doesn't hold a high level of importance to Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't view herself as some sort of a trailblazer or anything like that. Yeah. Um. I did pick up on like what Jeff was saying though the walkie talkies thing that's super 80s stranger oh, sure. things yeah I mean you're you're setting the tone yeah. I had walkie talkies they're cool yeah but there's other stuff that's done for scene setting purposes that I really enjoyed to place you 
in this world of the morning after Halloween, you see in the suburbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see the broken pumpkin on the ground, teenagers yeah. with eggs and shaving cream yeah. and candy sitting out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that's done really well. They don't have to come out and really like say like, oh, where'd you go trick or treating last night? They don't hammer you with it. Oh, there's yeah, just no, one very panel. Subtle. Yeah. There's one yeah. panel of a smashed pumpkin and that sort of tells you what you need to know. Yeah. And they, there's still kids out in costumes too, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, then at the end of the episode, there'd be issue. an episode, epi- <laughs> issue, issue episode, yeah. uh, there's some cyborg people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and- before that, what did you guys think of the interaction with the cop? He refers to Mac's family business, and he he seems to have like a grudge against her family or know what she's up you to. You know what? I forgot about that, but when I read it, I was like, it's kind of like a classic trope. Yeah, she's yeah, probably got yeah. older brothers that are oh, like near do wells. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, since if you read these five issues with us, it's not a spoiler. But he doesn't show up ever again. No, but he's no. gonna. I I get a strong feeling there's right. more to him. Probably, yeah. Even just little things like the way his character design is. He has a pretty significant um, tattoo on his arm. Did you notice that? No. It's just an interesting thing you would you don't usually see on cop characters. Mm-hmm. So th- there's more to that relationship, I would I would wager. I'm sure. Um, but then, yeah, like Jeff said, these weird... Yeah, there's some weird cyborg creatures and... Yeah. Uh, dressed in black. And they drop a little device and it has the Apple logo on it. Yeah. Ooh, are Ooh. they from the future? So what did you guys out. think of the uh, machine that they f- find in the basement? I thought that was cool. I, I mean, it seems to be pointing t- that it's a time machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're um, led to believe that. Yeah. It's cool that it's like biomech. It looks like it has musculature to it. Yeah, yeah. It looks like if a Dalek got muscles and was yeah. working out. Yeah, and yeah. big enough for people to climb into. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was sort of an interesting and like creepy idea, the, mm-hmm. the flesh sheet that was covering it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know if I grasp, even at the end of these five issues, what exactly is happening with the sound that emanates from it? Yeah, th- those are kind of it's like it's not like rooms or anything. It's it's it also seems to have an effect on them. Like obviously, it yeah. we find out it's a time machine. Yeah, but it seems to scare away the cyborg people. Yeah, and also, um, Max starts like vomiting and like screaming, like "What's happening? What is happening? What is happening?" Yeah, that's it's interesting. It, it, the the five issues we read haven't hasn't really gone into it. Yeah, but um, I think that that's they're sort of setting a stage for technology and how these characters interact with it. Yeah, and it seems fitting to me that they seem to have mechanically or you know they augmented themselves exactly, and mm. the machine is a machine that is somewhat augmented with right human parts. Biological, the singularity yeah. is yeah. approaching yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so the the second issue starts where the first one ends, and it's one of these cyborg guys running away, mm-hmm. and he drops a bag, and it's full of all different kinds of cell phones throughout the ages. So at this point, yeah. I was like, are they on a mission to like collect Get communication data devices or yeah, or, like yeah. what's going on here? And then a dinosaur flies out of the sky <laughs> and stomps his ass into oblivion, and he's dead. Yes. And I was like, yes. This is what I've come to comic books for. <laughs> There's another 
I don't know if it's that sequence or a later sequence with the pterodactyls, but another double page spread yeah. that is pretty glorious. Yeah. yeah. I like dinos. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were well, such a dino guy. Well, that's why this medium is great, because yeah, if you saw you that in a TV it. show, you'd be like, oh, yeah. that's weird, or it'll look cool. But like in comics, you're like, this started out with a dream sequence yeah. where there's an astronaut with angel wings and the devil. And yeah. like that would be corny if it was in any other medium. And that's sure. why comic books are dope, because they're yeah. just like, yeah, I want a dinosaur here. It cost me the same amount of money to draw this dinosaur as it would to draw two people talking. Exactly. So put a dinosaur there. Yeah. It's also fun in this issue. Like part of the joy of like reading or watching this genre is that you can just get swept up in the adventure. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't help but notice only a few pages into issue two of the series. They were already like down to just give up their regular lives to yeah. like do what yeah. needed to be done. Yeah. yeah. Now, so I Mac was, was already like, I got a plan. Let's go do this. I was yeah. struggling with this because I couldn't tell if I liked that, how they're just like, oh, yeah, there's dinosaurs in this weird machine. Let's do this because we're already in it. Yeah. Yeah. And like just move the story along and let's not bog it down with this stuff. Or if I wanted to see more of the characters, because by the end of the first ep- issue, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really know much. You know a little bit, but like I like characters. And when, this is a, a character-driven thing. Like he, yeah. he consciously made a decision to make the main characters twelve-year-old girls from nineteen eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, 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 at this point, I didn't decide whether or not I, I was into that. Yeah, because I want to know more about these main characters. One of my issues with the reread, I felt he has a kind of a struggle with pacing, in my opinion. Um, I know I just talked about this in the Twilight Zone, but it is what it is. Um, I, I felt that there's no real moments in the in the story where the characters can kind of breathe and like have a conversation with each other. It kind of seems like it's adventure after adventure, and yeah. there's not really a whole lot of like stopping in between. Whereas I I read with like Saga, there there's a lot of moments in that where like they're like catching up. They're kind of like, all right, things are like going good, and then something bad happens. Yeah, there's there's a moment later on where I feel like it takes a minute to breathe, and it's we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. But one thing I wanted to address what Jeff talked about, um, you know, it's sort of established that these characters are like archetypes. Yeah, you have Mac, who's like the tough leader. Uh, you have uh, KJ, who's the jock. Um, Tiffany's the book smart one, and Aaron's like the new kid. Yeah, who seems to want to like play by the rules more so. But I do think that it added a nice amount of depth to Aaron's character that um, to call back to the end of issue one when um, the cyborg guy had Mac by the throat. um, It was Aaron who steps up to her defense with the knife that she carried for her paper route. Mm -hmm. That's that's like a new level of bravery and courage that we haven't really seen out of her. Yeah. So far in issue one and what she goes on to do in issue two, she's sort of like... um, uh, the conscience of the group and sort of saying, trying to be like rational. She's definitely like our stand in the reader stand in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know if we should do this. Maybe yeah, we should stick to yeah. the root. She's and all our this POV. Stuff. Yeah. So the fact that she was the one, not KJ, who's been more physical and stuff like that. Um, Aaron is the one that steps up to defend Mac is it. I, th- I thought that was kind of a cool little character beat. Yeah. I like agree. So then we meet um, Mac, right? Well, we've her, met her, her stepmom? Her stepmom, Step-mom yeah. Stepmom, yep. <clears throat> yeah, so they go to Mac's house to get a, a gun from her dad mm-hmm. to protect themselves. And we meet her stepmom, mm-hmm. who is there and describes her husband disappearing. 
Yeah. And at yeah. first when I read it, I was just so into the dinos. I was like, did a dino come and scoop him up out of bed? <laughs> but like, no, he just disappeared, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. He kind of got like raptured and she describes it as like the end times. And yeah, because like yeah. Dukakis is going to be the Democratic president, which <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that part was funny because like. I could see my mom in that because she's all doom and gloom and weird. <laughs> like, oh, Obama's going to bring about the end of the world. You know, it's, mm. it's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like the stepmom too because we don't get a lot of her backstory. No. But she seems the type that I don't think she's religious. I think she's ready to jump to negative conclusions. Yeah. And she's probably always ready to jump to negative conclusions. Yeah, yeah. Conclusions. Like, I don't think she's religious either, but I just think it's funny because my mom has said stupid things like that too. And it's just funny to me. Yeah. But um, I do have to say the last scene between Mackenzie and her stepmom, that was pretty touching. It's very easy in these types of stories to paint the step parent as yeah. like evil and the kid fully hates them. But in real life, even if you have problems with people in your family or your step family or whatever, they're still your family. Exactly. And yeah. you still have a level of compassion and, and even love for them. Mm-hmm. So at the end, Mac tries to act like a tough guy through the whole sequence, but her ven- tough veneer sort of cracks mm-hmm. and you, you see the emotions come out even though she tries to stand stand against her yeah so yeah and then like the episode why do i keep saying this <laughs> it is cinematic i know it is but the issue ends and it appears as though the stepmother shot herself in the head in front of these children it yeah. does seem that way and i was like yeah. oh this got dark i yeah, like yeah. it dinosaurs and darkness <laughs> yes mm, interesting i was pretty shocked by the opening of issue three yeah so was i yeah so it is revealed that the gunshot was actually mac accidentally shooting aaron yeah it's uh, a cautionary tale gun reform now i was only like we're only like what the beginning of issue three and i was like Oh, like I got feels from this. Oh, really? I was already starting to connect with Aaron. She's like we said, you know, she's our gateway into the story. Yeah, yeah. This part right here is the part where to me the story has a moment to breathe and it's Aaron's hallucination of Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. She's like it's very bittersweet. Which is funny by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I literally wrote down Ronald Reagan cameo, LOL. <laughs> yeah. He's comforting Can't do that her. In a TV show. I like it because he's comforting her, but he's also like insinuating that he's only a figment of her subconscious. And there's also that darkness that he basically says like, oh, you know, there's no God. Like, don't try to pretend that you believe in God right now. Yeah. So I I thought that was a nice little moment to go along with the dream sequence in the beginning of the first issue. Mm -hmm. It shows you a little bit of, you know, Aaron has some things that she's obviously internalizing some, some fears and concerns. Yeah. Um, what do you think about when we start to actually hear the time travelers? I I, I noticed their I, language right away. I, I wrote down and starred so we wouldn't skip over it. Yeah. Yeah. Future talk, not digging it. Oh, because I liked it. I like the concept, but I just, I don't think, I've mm. seen it done before. There was a miniseries several years ago that came out called Spaceman, and it took place mm-hmm. in like the sort of, not so distant future yeah and it was like these weird evolutions of humans and they did the same kind of thing and for the entire series and it just got to the point where it was just annoying like if there's another language people italicize it put it in like weird 
parentheses and mm. you're just like okay they're speaking in spanish but i speak english so this is what they're saying yeah i get it i get the flavor i i love the concept but i have never seen it executed well i thought it was executed well to me like it's a nice combination of classic shakespearean tropes with current or expected to be new slang like it's definitely a hybrid of like very like urban slang with yeah. Shakespearean English. Yeah, it's interesting. I I like that <clears throat> part, but um, in the beginning, I really felt divided on who we should trust. Should it be the guys dressed in black? Yeah, or are, the guys riding in on dinos? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And and I like the terminology <clears throat> used. So the cyborgs, as we've been calling them, are now officially revealed to be called teenagers. teenagers yep. And the guys in the suits of armor are called the elders, old timers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were they? There's an elder. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But Sorry. the group is called the old timers. Yeah. It's funny with the the re- reveal of the the old timers. I was almost kind of like, oh, they should probably go with them. And then as it was revealed that the, the, the cyborgs became like teenagers, I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're actually yeah. going to go with them. It's, it's kind of a neat twist. Yeah. Clearly, like, it's interesting to see the protagonist dropped in the middle of this war because it's hard to know which side is right because they're both killing each other. Yeah, yeah. One does not appear to have the moral high ground over the other from yep. what we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Thus is war. Mm-hmm. Oh, deep. Oh. Oh. So then we get into issue number four. And there's a digital beholder. I don't know what that floating means. Floating around. The beholder from D&D with the eyes. And oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a green digital version of it. So that, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but the editrix is what they're referring to it as. Mm-hmm. The design of that is super reminiscent of Saga to me. The neon green ball with the eyeballs coming out of it that shoot lasers. Yeah, it's very Saga. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's it's threatening enough, but also super graphic and cartoony. Yeah, yeah. It looks like something out of a video game. Yeah, yeah. I did like how the teenagers spoke in a language we couldn't read. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's they're using some well. sort of a translator. Yeah. Um, They do that in soccer. So too. I'm reading it from the collection that Jimmy bought me for Christmas, which is more of um, like an ultimate edition that Image released. It's a hardcover. Mm-hmm. Um, and this collects issues one through ten, and each issue break has like, like a page break that says um, chapter one, chapter two, and it has a graphic image, um, like chapter two I'm looking at right now has a picture of the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then before the page starts, there's also some writing in that future language. Yeah, I have that in the trade paper. Okay, too. I wasn't sure if that did that. So oh, I'm curious yeah, yeah. if anyone yeah. has if it's translatable. Or... I was thinking the same thing. Maybe um, maybe this is popular enough to where people have. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to. Or do in some the more single issues, I don't know how these single issues are presented, but yeah. like in Saga, Brian K. Vaughn puts things at the end, <laughs> like you know, yeah. behind the scenes stuff, exclusive to single issues that mm-hmm. aren't reprinted. So there might be something in there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Didn't Fringe do something like that too? In in the um. Uh, the, yes. the, the mid-title cards or whatever. There was a codex yeah. that people yeah. eventually figured out after. Yeah, yeah. There was a series of symbols, each one equated to yep. a letter, and if you put them together throughout the episode, they spelled a word that was thematic to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, So 
what did you guys think of when Tiffany's life flashed before her eyes? Oh my god, I love that. Oh, because her entire life flashed before her eyes, <laughs> and she was just playing Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. that was it, and it's so relatable. I, I was mean, like, oh, because number most one, of my she life. hasn't accomplished much, but also because she's, she's a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so this came out in '88. I was three. My brother was one month old, and now my brother has a son. So like, it was a long time <laughs> ago. But like at that point. You're just playing video games yeah, like for you sure. don't the, and the thing in the cool things that like we might like now like going out and having life experiences. Yeah. Kids don't care about that. No, Who likes no. that. No one likes that. Yeah. yeah. I mean like it, it was so great because you like see her growing like her hair is different and yeah, it's like yeah. it was so funny <laughs> and it was done well too. I like the um, the Cliff, yeah, Cliff Chang around, and yeah. uh, Matt Wilson the, uh, the <laughs> artist and colorist yeah. uh, did a great job laying that out. And they went landscape. Yeah. Yes. I like that a lot. Also, I like that it has an effect on her. She's not just like yeah, seeing yeah. this and then it's like, oh, like I ruined on. my life. Yeah, it wasn't she's just like, that. I didn't. It's kind of funny to hear a kid say it, but yeah, she's like, yeah. I didn't accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, what did you guys think? To me, they took a big risk. I guess they didn't have a lot of choices, but they don't know a lot about the teenagers, and they hand Aaron mm-hmm. over to them. Yeah, I, th- well, I think Well, because it's just she's she's desperate. either going to she's either going to die from the bullet hole yeah. or they're going to take her and she's going to die. Yeah. Like I, I think Might you have well. to, yeah. Yeah. I I I do have to admit though that I like the way it was handled because before they can even really consider if they're doing the right thing, they're their, just gone. Their worst fears are kind of realized. Yeah. They thought she was going to get in the machine and be healed and all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, "Oh man, we did not think that through properly." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, there are definitely some ramifications. And, and what made them think that? I'm trying to remember, and I'm looking now. But what made them think like, "Oh, this is the exact same pod and not a different one that was in the house." Let's go back to the house. Oh, we didn't get there yet. No, but I'm I'm asking because we're mm. we're talking about her getting in the pod. I don't know, KJ Smart. Okay, yeah, I accept your answer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was sort of a theory. It looks the same one. It looks like the same one. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. she was thinking fourth dimensionally. Um. But then the issue ends, issue four ends with the uh, the old timers riding on the back of the pterodactyls, which I thought was kind of a cool play. Um, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones right now, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool play on the fantasy image of dragon riders, which yeah. is seen throughout yeah. all different kinds of art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of a real life version. If you were time travelers, you could yeah. go capture pterodactyls and ride them. Yeah, if they don't eat you first. Yeah. Um. So then, issue five starts off with, um, basically what happened inside the time ship, with the he- Aaron's healing. Which I love this idea of the insects, which are sort of they to me they look like nanobots. Yeah, they're kind, kind of. of like uh, what was that thing from Doctor Who with the 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 nanoparticles or whatever that heal you? Yeah, I don't. It's in a lot of going. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're creepy looking because they're like insectoid. Yeah, and yeah. To me, this is a great example of Brian K. Vaughn. Vonnegut. Yeah. <laughs> Brian K. Vonnegut's writing style. He adds so much depth and he just has like very creative out of left field ideas. For sure. Uh, it just gives what's, I mean, let's face facts. This is a pretty, pretty straightforward story mm-hmm. that we've seen in a lot of other mediums. But he just gives so much texture and depth with these strange like yeah. kooky ideas yeah they could have just like done something lame like put a laser on her or something mm-hmm. like that but. yeah the storytelling it's pretty standard but the 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 details the devil's in the details yeah 
um, the terminology that's used like old timers and teenagers um, and how they're afraid that the old timers are going to ground them and they're going to need to break curfew. Yeah. I thought that was that's, a, that's funny. A fun way to keep the story light in the midst of basically like a time war. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, it was it was just a nice way to bring levity to something that could get pretty dark. They're, yeah. they're in a space battle. Yeah. Th- this definitely feels a lot more lighter than Saga, where Saga can get real dark real quick. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is yeah. the darkest of the dark. Yeah. And sexiest of the sexy. Oh, yeah. It feels more geared towards like a teenage reader. For sure. Yeah. Um and then there's that great moment where Mackenzie touches the staff and accidentally shoots the old timer oh yeah and tiffany's like you should not be allowed to touch things that can accidentally shoot people (laughs) oh yeah that's true i forgot about that and then we get to the part that jeff that you were referencing where kj sort of puts it together um that aaron would be inside the capsule in the basement yeah so they time traveled back to when the girls first found the pod or before that but then she was just sitting in there healing yeah and Mm -hmm. then it opens up so there's not like a weird paradox where there's like two of them or a weird time loop. Yeah, yeah. It, they actually, it's cool that they did the time travel. Well, it's a nice illusion to Schrodinger's cat too, because was she in there or was she oh, not in there the whole that's time? Good too. Yeah. But I do like how they did use time travel. So there was a yeah, point yeah. when in the same area, Aaron existed at multiple yep. Yep. times, but also it's linear and you could continue the story yep. without having to worry about yep anything else yeah it's 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 clean it was it was done really well Mm -hmm. i'm a sucker for good time travel. oh i know me too i i don't really understand what happened to hack and naldo something transpired in the time capsule while aaron was healing that they came out all deformed and stuff i don't really get that they like got fused with it did they not yeah but how and why Hmm. uh maybe because they weren't strapped in when they were time traveling I don't know. It was just you always got to buckle up. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I th- that part was confusing for me too. And then the the ending I thought could have been a little clearer too. Uh, I mean, we get that they leap forward in time. Yes. As the old timers are closing in on them yep. to 1999, or we don't know. Uh, I don't I just think know it was in the nineties. She pa- well, she passes through nineteen ninety nine at the end. It says it right yeah, there in yeah. the art. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the final destination because then you get to the last page and then you see. Uh, My older... name is Aaron Ting. Yeah, but she's wearing like iPhone earbuds. I think so. It could be like the mid two thousands. I think that might be because she has the iPod or whatever it is in the beginning. Maybe she does some other time travely things in oh, between, true, and maybe true. she has she went to 2013 and got an iPod. She's also driving a smart car. Mm, interesting. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we... it's definitely a leap forward. But yes, do do you guys think that the Apple product that she had somehow facilitated the time jump? Did that have something to do with it? Because she seemed to be like messing with it before the time machine took off. Mm, maybe. I don't know, or if it was just a con- uh, coincidence that, that she yeah. was like holding it. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Either way, I thought it was a cool ending to see them sort of caught up to. I I wouldn't be surprised if they catch up right to our time period. Yeah. Um, and Aaron confronting her future self mm-hmm. is a cool thing. Do you have any more thoughts on that issue, Jeff, or you want to talk about the <clears throat> series as a whole? I don't have anything else on that one issue. Yeah. Um. Um. The the elder, like he was. He was collecting the people that we thought were like zapped. 
They right. were like really, yeah. they were teleported. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in like these stasis chambers. Yeah. So that's, that's a mystery. Yeah, it's interesting. There, it feels <clears throat> like we've only hit the tip of the iceberg right now. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of depth. There's things a lot that to are, go on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I really appreciated that the, what this story decided to center on. Mm-hmm. So often in genre fiction, genre fiction, we're we're given like one female character who's forced to stand in for all women, and a lot of times um, you hear this phrase like uh, a strong female-driven movie or a strong female. And what ends up happening is even though they have the best intentions, they end up like masculinizing or for giving sure. masculine qualities to female characters. Yeah, yeah. To basically fill in the role of a traditionally male character yep. in action movies and things like that. So so you end up with um um what's the Charlize Theron movie, Blonde something? Atomic oh, Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Blonde. I like that movie a lot, but that's basically a male character that happens to be female. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty much marketed as the female James Bond. Yeah. yeah. So and you see that a lot. Um they're not allowed to be leaders and powerful and also feminine. Mm-hmm. So I like that we're given four female characters with a wider range of identities and we're seeing how they react individually to these crazy extenuating circumstances. They're not all Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Like Mackenzie could fall into that. Trope. Well, I think the good thing is, is that this could have been four boys, could have been two girls, two boys. It didn't matter. They were just four kids. Right. And I think that's yeah. the important part. And then you didn't also, it was, you didn't get into the problem where you have a group of five kids and then one girl like it mm-hmm. or stranger things, which yeah. we've talked about. I agree with you that it could have worked with other, you know, genders and things like that. But the reason why it works with four girls is because they're allowed to be, <clears throat> excuse me, because they're allowed to be truthful to their own nature. No, that's exactly what they're I'm saying. They're not four girls acting like four no, boys. No, that's what I'm saying. So it's not four girls acting like four boys or it's not the 11 or the redhead from it it's not like they're putting them on a pedestal or to be compared separately they're just four kids who are they're just doing their thing yeah yeah i thought that was handled really well Um, i agree we talked about the artwork uh super graphic um, super punchy i love the colors the art was simple but also really detailed and just stern Mm -hmm. yeah it's graphic it looks like propaganda posters it's like minimalist and just what you need to convey the thought and the colors were, they were bright, but really soft and muted too. Mm. So it set the tone of like, hey, this is the 80s, but also like, this is the mood we're going to yeah, be in. Yeah. And I I loved the speech bubbles and the text, the letters. Yeah. So mm. uh, I'm going to get the name too, because I like to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I thought there was a nice range. Jared of- K. Fletcher. I think he was really good because you can have great art in a beautiful book. And then the speech bubbles look like doo-doo. Yeah. And it just takes it out of this. And this, there were... No black circles around the bubbles. They're just white. The mm-hmm. they picked a great font. The lettering yeah. was good. It, it was just that's what that's what makes a good comic a good yeah. comic. Giving credit where credits due. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I I always notice sure. speech yeah. bubbles in comics because it, it's part of the artwork, and yeah. I think it was done very well. Now I know I'm in the minority of comic fans. I'm not actively engaging in comic books right now, other than what I've read for Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but most comic fans tend to want their works to stay comics and they can be against adaptations. Yeah. Um, I would love to see this adapted. To me, this screams for like a series. Mm. There's so much room for it. I could it. see that. It could be so fun. The action is so 
interesting and graphic looking. Yeah. There would be a lot of work done, like very well done cinematography and stuff too. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that it could be, um, could be something cool to see in the future. Yeah. I think that I don't want to use the word empty to describe the characters because we did just talk about how some of the characters, uh, their motivations, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe their background, but I don't think there was enough of that. So I don't think it's the characters are empty. I just think that personally, I would have liked to see more character development or just, Mm -hmm. and maybe that'll come in the future. I don't know. This is only the first five issues, but I would like to see the main, more of the main characters. Mm -hmm. I want to know, more about, about them. them and maybe this was just like I'd hit, hit the that. ground running yeah we're gonna solve this and then chill out and then we'll get more into that but personally i like to see that yeah i think that is it feels like that's coming it's such a big concept the whole time war and time travel and stuff yeah felt like they had a lot of that to do a lot of table setting yeah, i also think that either he should have pulled back a little bit because mm-hmm. like he introduced like a lot of things yeah. and maybe explained it more over time or just go balls to the wall. And I think this was toting a line and I think he pulled it off, Yeah, but I'm not sure mm. because there's still a lot like there's huge concepts in here Yeah, and they're not really explored. It still feels like there's a lot left to tell, but that's, well, it is. We, that's we, we do thing. know this is just the, the yeah, beginning yeah. of a, um, of a series. Yeah. So, Dan and Jeff, you guys have told me some positives, some negatives, but I have to ask you boys, did I talk you into Paper Girls? Yes. Yay, Jimbo did it. <laughs> Finally. I'm so excited. So yeah. We're not kicking you off the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is right in our wheelhouse. Oh, I know, for it sure. Is. I do have to say, though, if... We were on a comic book podcast, as we mentioned, for four years. Yeah. And we reviewed comic books weekly every single week for four years. Yeah. And we reviewed individual issues and we talked about that specific issue and sometimes great depth, sometimes mm-hmm. not. Um, had I been getting this series as it came out, reading an issue, waiting a month, reading mm-hmm. an issue, I probably would have dropped it after the third issue. Oh, interesting. Because it wasn't. It wouldn't have given enough to me, yeah. and especially for a likely $4 <laughs> price point for issue, this trade that I bought online for $10 would have cost me $20 in single yeah, issues, that's true. which is one of the reasons why I got out of comics. That's a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would have continued this with single issues. Mm. Because it's a trade, or I can get the hardcover with more issues, moving forward, I might spend $10 yeah. every couple months and then get the next one if I'm interested, or borrow it from Dan. So yeah. I will continue it because it's not... Uh, financial investment and sure. because I can read everything all at once. Yeah. So that's that's why I said yes. I'll agree with you that this may be more fun to read how we read it in trade paperback form so you can just go right from mm-hmm. one into the next. It probably would feel like a slow burn issue to issue. That's so funny because I thought the complete opposite. I thought reading it in trade, I was like there's so much happening right now. I thought that every issue there was like so much like happening that waiting a month i'm like all right what's the next part of this well you also read it in like one sitting yeah i did pace myself out i read um the first two issues 
then one issue, and then the last two issues over mm-hmm. the course of three different sittings. So okay. I did not, because I saved this till two days ago to read the whole thing, <laughs> and I I read the whole thing over the course of like one baking show episode my wife was watching. Yeah. So, but I, I read it quickly, and also because I was breaking it down in the notes. Yeah. Here's issue one. Here's I paused after every issue, wrote down a couple notes, and then I noticed like the first two issues I have a lot of notes. Issue three and four, I'm just kind of like short kind of boring issue is something i wrote down mm, so like issue, so if you're breaking it down by issue i thought that probably after episode four or uh, <laughs> issue four i might have dropped it maybe because like even issue five mm-hmm. to me this doesn't seem like the end of an arc no. it seems like there's one more issue in the arc and i don't know if they're breaking it down by arc or if they're just like get five issues in a trade yeah i don't know but um what i do know is that i really like the presentation of this book um, That's a nice book. It's bright pink and yeah, yeah, very nice. Book number one, and I noticed that book number two is coming out, which I'm assuming collects the next ten issues, and I am going to buy it. Oh, that's exciting! And I'm going to read these last five issues in this book because I really enjoyed it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's a good story and it's intriguing enough for me to want to continue. Great! I'm so happy. I did the thing. Yeah, I got you guys to do something. Um, so next episode, I believe you'll Joshry. I think yeah, yeah. you're uh, going to be talking. <laughs> I think you're going to be talking us into something next week. All right. This is a little weird, guys, because so far we've been we've been consuming a lot of media, different kinds, mm-hmm. television, yeah. music, comic we, books. We played cards. We played a card game. <laughs> we we watched YouTube. Yeah. Just a lot of media. Next week, I'm going to try to talk you into a concept. Oh, oh boy. Conspiracy not, theories. I thought you were going to say Scientology. <laughs> I mean, maybe, have you heard of my Savior Lord Zenu? That is maybe a conspiracy theory. Uh, it could be. Yeah. So it's. It was very difficult for me to decide how to go about this topic because it's a topic that interests me greatly. Mm. Not necessarily talking you into believing conspiracy theories. Okay, that's what I wanted to ask. So you're not asking us to believe these conspiracy theories. Correct. Yeah. You're just asking us to enjoy researching them? Researching them and the mystery and the intrigue that surrounds conspiracy theories. And I'm not getting into false flag government conspiracy well some government conspiracies but i'm not going to get into like this well steel beams don't melt kind of thing okay oh. so uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a well, light-hearted romp that's okay. through, through the ages i'm good with that um how are you going to talk us into a concept <laughs> that's that's the hard part so i picked three topics okay um there's some podcast episodes i'm going to have you listen to Okay. And there's a few articles I'm going to have you read. Now, there is a whole lot of stuff that I think is cool about, like, aliens and time travel yeah. and, like, weird chemtrail stuff that's, like, interesting that I don't necessarily believe, yeah. but it's fun. But yeah. I narrowed it down to three. One of them, um, the first one I'm going to have you listen to, and I'll tell you why next week, is a few episodes of a podcast called Crime Town Presents the RFK Tapes. Which okay. is about the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next one I'm going to have you listen to is one episode of a podcast that I used to listen to for a long time. Uh, haven't really because I'm getting back into podcasts. Listen to an episode today, and this topic is awesome. Are aliens human time travelers from the future? Oh. oh. Okay. 
And then uh, <laughs> Dan is so he's not having it at all. I'm getting weird with this man. Okay, you thought playing a card game was weird on a podcast? We're gonna get freaky. Continue, and then I'll just tell you why and I'm the, reacting the way. The I am. last topic: giant Native Americans. Whoa, this is gonna get weird. There are a few articles that you could find in the show notes that you can read about a supposed cover-up of giants. Buried in mounds. Okay. okay. So I thought you were going with classic conspiracies. I thought we were going to get a Bigfoot, a Loch Ness. No, no, not that basic shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I am interested to hear where this takes us. Right. So am I. Depths of Jeff's insanity. Oh, I'm so, I'm so hoping. I don't even care if you guys are talked into it. I just want to talk about weird shit on the internet. Yeah. So I'm guessing those articles are going to be in the show notes, show notes of this episode and next episode. Correct. correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So if you feel so inclined, (laughs) you can send us an email. You know, tell us. Did you read Paper Girls? Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Email us. Talkmeinto at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at TalkMeInto. And uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Jimmy, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at sonofafitch, S-O-N-N-A-B-A-F-I-T-C-H on twitter instagram uh all that fun stuff letterbox maybe i'll do a review i don't know oh jeff where can people find you anywhere? you can find me on twitter at jeff with five f's 27 that's j-e-f-f-f-f-f-2-7 and on instagram at large hardon collider it's like the large hadron collider but with wieners <laughs> And I'm Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Danny underscore Breakdown. And you can read my film reviews on Letterboxd under the name Danny Breakdown. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. But will we talk you into next? Believing in fake stuff. (laughs) God? My name's Jimmy. And when I was a kid, I knew all the words to VeggieTales. (laughs) Oh my God. Where is my hairbrush? Oh, where? No, the is one my that hairbrush? I used to watch with Jimmy is I'm Rack, I'm Shaq, I'm Benny. Sure. We are the pirates who don't say anything. The bunny, the bunny. Whoa, I love the bunny. You have a good memory. Well, Wait, I was. No, you don't. I was an adult. You were the one that was a child. My name is Jimmy Fitch, and when I was a child, my parents had to bring a TV and video game console on vacation with us. That's good. Somehow I got... Look at this. I got my headphones stuck inside my sweater. (laughs) I don't use Venmo that much. (laughs) I used it like three times ever. This was a long time ago. I do think that's a little weird, though. I think it's kind of cool. But why would you even... It It doesn't say how much you pay. But when they created the app, why would you even think to do that? Like, no other form of payment is social. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Giving money away is fun. <laughs> I like it. It's like, oh, they're hanging out. They're doing things. Adam is the king of Apple Pay. He has me buy, like, everything for him. And does he, he immediately have, like, a credit it. card? Or... I don't know. No, he no, does. He has to. Yeah. But it's just convenient because we text and he'll just, I'll be like, hey, do you want me to get that movie ticket for you? And he's like, yeah. And then I don't even say words to him. I just send him, like, a screenshot and he just immediately Apple pays the money to me. <laughs> it's I a, totally it's a number you it. text? Yeah. Apple Pay is the easiest because when you're in the text message, there's a little Apple Pay button. You press it and you type in the amount. Oh, and but hit you need send. an iPhone. 
Yeah, well, you oh. need Apple. You could do it on Facebook Messenger too. Yeah, yeah I don't that works. Too. Trust Facebook. I don't. I mean, it's it's all the same shit. I don't. I don't know. Apple's not getting called before Congress every single week with privacy issues. Hmm. 